They say everyone has a book inside them, and often that's where it should stay. I really can't help but be aghast that the author wants you to pay. But we're just a pair of absolute bookends who don't want to be like us. So if you want to read, pick some quality literature rather than this dross. Hello one and all, welcome to Two Absolute Bookends, where we read books so bad you should burn them before reading. This is episode 6, APAG, All-Purpose Gear, APG, APAGs, or APGs. This week, holding up a volume on copyright law with me is Louis. <laughs> Hello. And this week, we're reading chapter 6 of The Way the Stars Fall Rebirth by Lewis Stockton, who you can now commission to write you short stories on Fiverr, not to mention supporting him on Patreon. So, let's talk about the big elephant in the room to start off with. We have some housekeeping. From now on, we're not going to be able to upload chapter readings, and the ones that we have uploaded are going to be gone quite soon, I imagine, because turns out that Lewis has taken out a uh, DMCA claim on them all, because stating, not unfairly, that we are distributing an audiobook of his published work for free. So... Yeah, it's pretty fair. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I'm I'm going to like look through it all and make sure that this is all correct. And I mean, I, I'll be honest, I'll probably look around and see if I've got haven't got any other recourse anywhere, but I mean, if that's a DMCAable offence then, yeah, I guess that's pretty fair cuz that's literally what we're doing. But I don't know. I mean, I I I don't mean to sound cruel or callous or big-headed, though I'm probably all of those things, but I kind of think that this can only, like this podcast and including the chapter readings, can only help increase his book's profile on the internet. We're getting stuff out there. I mean, I, I don't I don't recall ever seeing, like, any adverts. I'm, we're pushing the good word here. And you know what, Lewis, if you're listening, you know, you are utterly free to use those you can you can have our chapter readings for free and sell it as your audiobook. Yeah. I don't even want a cut of that. You you can do it. I just want people to know the good word. I'm trying to open up the book to the public. Because well, let's face it, I mean there's there's not been many sales. You posted on your Twitter when Louis bought his copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. A- a- any comments on the situation, Louis? I mean, like I say, I think it is what it is, really. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, <laughs> as I said, it's pretty f- fair. Uh, we we did, you know, always think this might be a, you know, an, an inevitability. Uh, I didn't think it would happen so soon because. Like you're you're probably not going to appreciate this when you ever if you if anyone ever gets around to listening to this podcast. But like basically like I've not done any like advertising for this yet. I'm planning to do a soft relaunch when I got all of the imagery and everything that I want ready for the podcast. You know, and like set up a Twitter, upload these things to face uh, to YouTube, do it do other stuff like that. Right now, these are just uploaded on a Google Drive. Which uh, which is linked to by by a blog spot with the episodes and chapters on it. So I don't know how I don't know how he found us yet. I can only assume that he was just 
Googling his book and his name and was just going way down the listings yeah, until we come up. Because we do come up eventually, but yeah. Yeah, it does. If you search for the book title it, and, I th- and the author's name, it does come up on the second page of Google results. So Yeah. It, so it's. And, like, and I mean, obviously, he is still trying to sell the book and he's uploading it to new things all the time where you can buy it. So I guess it's not beyond, like, it makes sense that he'd be googling his book i guess and i mean i guess i also guess that you know he wouldn't expect just to write the way the stars fall to come up as the top result until he became a famous author so it's also makes sense he'd put his name there as well i suppose so yeah i guess i can see it but i still just didn't expect it to happen this early that that's all really yeah i was disappointing I was kind of hoping for it to be, you know, complete and done. <laughs> and then he'd find out, just be confronted with the madness of a 30-episode podcast of people talking about his book. But, oh well, it is what it is. I mean, we're, we're going to keep making the podcasts, even if we can't do the readings. Yeah, we, we are also still actually recording the readings, and we've, you know, we've we've got them. So if you ever change your mind and you know we're going to record them all they'll all be there if you want just a long audio book of your your book lewis then we can send it to you and you're free to use it how you will you know i've always fantasized about uh hiring a professional voice actor to or like voiceover artist to do a professional reading of it from start to finish yeah we'd pay for that i'd pay for that I'd pay for that for you, Lewis. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know, I, I could, I could go for that too. I mean, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, it won't be just whoever you want. You know, I'm sure that you could pick someone that's out of my willing price range. But I would pay for a professional to do it. Yeah, though. just someone with a <laughs> silky voice. You know, with mm, silky smooth tones and bit of music in the background. You, you can, you can pick which version of the book they read, which of your spelling mistakes you prefer to come through <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dealer's choice uh, but yeah I think I think that covers that one just like just like I, I, I know I'm possibly slight, been slightly mean in this but I do hold you no ill will uh, Lewis I hope you didn't take the chapters being uploaded seriously we weren't trying to take money away from you or anything like i say if anything the opposite i was trying to increase your book's profile possibly not in a way that you like judging by the average episode of this podcast but i i still think we can only make you money in the long run which is probably the most insulting thing i said here so i should probably move on (laughs) Oh, that was yeah, let, that was an awful apology. I'm sorry. I'm actually sorry now. <laughs> let's let's get down to uh, insulting what actually matters, and that's the text. <laughs> yeah. So, what happened in this uh, in this week's chapter? So, after after his little fracas with Elijah, Jack finds himself locked up in a cell with some other prisoners. Spends most of the book trying to find a way to escape. Unsuccess. Most of the chapter. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, he spends most of the chapter trying to find a way to escape. 
God, could you imagine if that was the rest of the whole book? <laughs> Just Jack in a cell trying to think of how to get out. Um, but yeah, he gets a brief history lesson on the alternate universe, as that's what he decides it is that he's been stuck in from some of his fellow prisoners. Uh, shortly after that, he gets broken out by Hollister, who turns up geared up for battle after having led a little party out of the ship. Hashtag Team come- Hollister. Hell yeah, the real hero. And then after all that, he decides to take Hollister and the insurrectionist prisoners and go to rescue Toner. So, Louis, what did you think of the chapter? Uh, yeah, I mean, we get we get a bit of an explanation as to, uh, you know, as you said, what is going on in this alternate dimension, uh, which, is, again, as you said, was quite weird that we now have decided it's another dimension. It seemed like there was a lot of question marks over what this actually was, but it's pretty definitively said that this is another dimension now that they're in. Yeah, I'm. I don't feel bad at this point confirming that that does seem to be very much the case. Yeah. That, that is very much confirmed to be yeah, a apart from that dimension. There's, there's not really much more to this chapter. Uh, there's a, a lot of inconsistencies in this chapter, certainly. <laughs> Uh, mm. and just as as always, a lot of spelling and grammar mistakes. Yeah, but that's just sort of part of the part course. Of the now. course, really. Yeah, yeah. jinx. <laughs> what would that do to the podcast, Louis? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, God, uh, where to start on this one? Uh, 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 let's start at the beginning of the chapter. So, in my <laughs> book, uh, I think we've covered this. The start of each chapter has a little—I uh, don't, don't really know what to call it—a sort of subheading, like a little, yeah. a little yeah. phrase, just to like start off the chapter. And usually, it's in bold at the, you know, underneath the chapter number. And this one is one unknown. One unknown soldier can do more than one hundred known starships. Uh, just Which I guess is talking about Hollister, in retrospect, maybe. Hmm. Uh, yeah, what does it mean? Can do more than one hundred known starships. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So just in my leave that one hanging. <laughs> in, in my book, it's uh, it's the only chapter where that is not bold. It's just mm-hmm. odd, an odd printing error. And and yeah, just for the record, it's fine in my older version of the book. Mm. So. Again, don't know how it got unbolded and unformatted as well. Yeah. Um, Very curious. Yeah, so the the chapter starts off with Jack sitting in his cell, um, which, for some reason, this station seems to have had for a long time. Like, he talks about how uh, the, the cell that he's sitting in is different from the one that the other station has. Uh, the other one being, you know, the one from his dimension, where the station used to be a, uh, a sort of transport. Oh no, what was it like a? It's like a sort of like trading station, yeah, a trading oh, hub. Yeah. And now it's this combat observatory um, in this dimension. Yeah. So the the old prisons used to be very basic; could only hold like a drunkard, but now they've been upgraded and can hold prisoners of wars and terrorists. So, why did the old station have prison cells, despite in the old, in like previous chapters, it was made very clear that 
you know, there were no guards on the Yeah, pre- there's no security whatsoever. Who was getting to decide who goes in these cells and who was throwing them in there? And also, Jack, it says here that, uh, that Jack gave up from trying to break from the cells. He knew that these cells had been perfected over the cycles to stop people from escaping. Yeah, how it's could a, he know that? It's a, it's direct, a new dimension. <laughs> it's a direct contradiction to what's said later on in that, like, these these cells are different to the other one. So he only knew of the old, you know, terrible prisons. So how does mm-hmm. he know that these have been perfected over cycles? Just, what? Yeah, God knows. I love how also that they've been perfected to stop people from escaping. Like, what was <laughs> the first wasn't... iteration? They were like, oh, people are getting out. This is terrible. Like, yeah, <laughs> made a paper. Yeah, this isn't so oh, we... working here. It's like yeah, it's like that's that's the express purpose of any holding cell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they perfected like, like, it over like, years. Is... <laughs> just like yeah, like like these are special. Just like all of the other ones, they haven't stood a chance, but these ones are perfected. Like I I know though, but by that same token, I find it weird how. How ludicrously high tech these holding cells are, though. That's like you know the same plating that like covers their covers their spaceships is used uh, on like four sides, and then where the door where there is no door is like this is like what's it a false kinetic barrier, which turns out basically, you know, it like liquidizes a spoon that touches it fries a guy into dust you know it's just like constantly burning energy basically that gives off an ozone smell it's like this is this seems excessive for for uh, for like almost any prisoner just like how much is it like costing this uh the thing in like the station just to be powering this thing burning constantly yeah, all the, the time the, the picture of the station <laughs> that's been painted so far is that it's very much a sort of uh yeah, it's cobbled a, it's a together wreck. Like they've boarded up the windows with wreckage pieces. Yeah, it's of like metal. it's sixty percent decompressed. It's in an awful state. But these ridi- these ridiculously like just like over engineered things to hold unarmed people, and and also n- not just unarmed people, but it's later revealed in the chapter that there's only about three or four people in these cells. Like. I, I would say very pointedly three to six people. Yeah. We'll get on to that. <laughs> but, yeah, and, and it's also kind of at odds with more that we see later on in the book. Like, not to spoil things, but I would say that you get the distinct impression that this alternate universe is a, is at a lower tech level than the previous, than the one he came from. So okay. it seems weird that, like, I mean, not like, significantly but they certainly seem to have access to far less impressive things than the than the tranquility and while while jack and i know it seemed to me that jack was like saying like this is like an amazing battleship kind of thing but not like you know none of this text unprecedented or anything Mm -hmm. like he seemed to be aware what all of this shit was on his ship kind of thing even though the tranquility didn't have it before so like so just judging by that fact it seems like that from what we see later that you know tech's kind of like fallen behind a bit in all the constant like warring with an insurrection kind of stuff i like how uh on the ball jack is jack had to get his crew back to their home this was not their home (laughs) (laughs) it's like yeah 
That's one thing I don't get in that first part. Is what does he mean when he says the ship, his ship, has been locked down? That's like something that people inside the ship would do. Like that's not something Elijah could do to the ship. That's only be something that like Hollister could, because that's like keeping people inside to keep them safe, locking things down. How, how does he even know that his ship has been locked down? He, from what I remember, he went off to Elijah's office in. And like confronted him, and you know, mm-hmm. put him on his fat ass, threatened to. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then he got taken away. How does he? I guess he's just assuming that his ship has been locked down. Yeah, I guess so. But I know. I just, I know the way they say it makes it sound like that being locked down is something that the other side's doing to his ship. But that's not what the word means. Like, like Hollister, he could lock down the ship. Like, I'm not sure how well, but he he's the one that could theoretically do it. He could lock it down to keep those guys out. What are you talking but about? Hollister make... could do it, like, like a pro. <laughs> He'd be on oh, that yeah. shit. No one would do it better. And, actually, to get ahead, I'm pretty sure that he does say that he locked down a ship <laughs> later on. But that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense in the context he's using it here, so... <laughs> yeah, and we, uh, we, get a, we get a description of... The other prisoners that are in the break, uh, most of them being tortured, you know, starved, uh, and he he starts talking to himself. Jack does. He he mumbles himself. I got to get out of here. I love the I love that paragraph of the. Uh, yeah, it, I, I love the rationalization of insanity. It could not happen. Yeah, <laughs> it could not hurt to talk to himself. The occupants the occupants of the other cells were already talking to themselves, and he would fit in better. What? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone else is crazy. I'm crazy as well. Went on deep space (laughs) observatory platform bollocks. That didn't come out right. (laughs) Where are they? (laughs) Uh, Deep space combat station observatory or something like that. Uh, Deep 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 space combat observatory station 58. That's it. When in Deep Space Combat Observatory Station 58, do as the DSCOS 58s do. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Snappy. <laughs> uh. Yeah, and he, uh, the, uh, the other prisoners, you know, they tell him, you can't get out of here. And uh, thus starts the interaction with him and the prisoners. Yeah, there's... One thing I don't get here, just like, when the first one speaks, the, Jack tries to get close enough to the kinetic to the kinetic barrier to see the other prisoner. How, how would he think that would ever be possible? Like, for these, thing, for these fields to be projected, they would have to have, like, a projector that protrudes slightly ahead of the force field. Yeah, and, it these, says this... and these things are like directly going to be like next to each other. Yeah, all of the all of their fronts are going to be parallel. It says you will but... not. It says after he spoke, spoke the occupant of the cell next to him. So yeah, I've got. Is that there's exactly, an image not... of him like leaning up to the front door of his cell to try and see next to him? What's but but that's just going to be impossible. Just like obviously impossible. And it says the smell brought him back to the wall. So. The image in my head is that it's obviously four walls. There's a wall at the back. No, all, I mean, so the three walls are walls, and then there's like a force field. But mm-hmm. how could he possibly 
not only how could he see into the next cell by looking through the front door, but I'm surprised that he can hear the other prisoner. Yeah, in, like in this like tri- tritanium alloy, exactly triple like, triple you know, plated cell. You know that you cut. That you <laughs> does that mean if a ship passes by, you can like hear all the crew talking on it? Because yeah, I guess so. I guess there's no privacy on those ships. I was like, yeah, and like, like I don't know, like I would, I would only imagine that these kinetic barriers are pr- relatively soundproofed as well. Well, it says here yeah. it, the, you know, the entire cell was triple plated tritanium alloy. Uh, yeah, so the only f- way any yeah. sound should be able to get out is through the and, barrier, and and it says, uh, you know, for a door there was no door, only a forced kinetic barrier that crackled Which every crackles. so often. So it's making a noise in its in of itself. Yeah, and you know, and later on we find out that you know there's like an audible pop of atmosphere when it's taken off. Yeah, so, which you know, it implies some sort of like vacuum being. Yeah, of some sort. So like, I don't know. Like, at the very least, it should be bloody hard to hear these people yeah, unless they're yelling at each other. They, but they're having like very in-depth, like intricate conversations, as mm-hmm. in as intricate as intricate as a conversation can be in this book. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, this whole story of how this dimension is, ha- you know, the politics and stuff. Yeah, how at no difference. point Jack's like, "What? I can't hear you." There was a crackle. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, yeah, like I know, just, just, just the I, I just see, I was just picturing like, what's he trying to do? I was like picturing like leading up to the force field, but there's just so obviously not going to be able to see like i suppose unless he meant the person in the opposite cell but i don't know i didn't i didn't take that but also from, if he did from mean saying that. next to him i would have thought it would have been opposite him because i know there's parts of it that seem to me to imply that he can't see this other person other parts that do so that's I'm almost sure to f- believe that's almost <laughs> a funnier image of the guy opposite him starts talking and jack like lunges forward to like i gotta look at this guy like really close range and like, it's like oh it stinks of ozone move back move back <laughs> just like suddenly like lunges towards the other guy <laughs> To try and see him as if he couldn't see him without leaning yeah. forward. Yeah, like the fact that he has to do that at all implies that he can't see this guy and he's trying to look into the cell next to him. Surely... But that yeah. should be so obviously impossible. <laughs> if this prison has been developed as much as it has been over the cycles, one of the things you probably want to stop in your prison is, you know, prisoners talking to each other. Yeah, being able to collaborate and make plans and <laughs> share information. <laughs> You know, it's like yeah. Imagine that they that they're going to interrogate two people, then they put them, <laughs> then they put them both in holding cells next to each other, so they can get their stories straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love how the fact. I just haven't even thought of this. There's no guard on duty or anything. Just like completely left to. No, that's another thing. Like, like they seem utterly like ambivalent, ambivalent to these uh, to these prisoners' fates. You know, there's like corpses and bones piled up in the corners there's a there's a guy that recently committed suicide hanging in one of the other cells and i also want to i also want to add to that uh, just like so i like the idea of these super high tech uh, high tech cells with like a normal with like a normal light bulb on a fucking thing hanging down from the middle yeah i mean we should should we just skip forward to that a bit i mean 
you know, Jack's trying to figure out ways to get out, and he basically is he's pointed towards this image of a uh, of through a small window there was a hanging body swung slowly, lit only by a single lamp where its noose neck hung from. Yeah, so in this image, there's a as you said in this high tech prison, there's a lamp and a small window for some reason. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I didn't even think of what that small window is. I was, I know, I was always just assuming it was like in one of the cells opposite him, and he could kind of like look into it to see this. But he yeah, motioned, you're right. Through a he motioned window. with a flick of his finger to the door outside the cells. Yeah, which again implies that Jack can see him now. So, but, and that makes no fucking sense. So there's a door outside the cells with a small window. So. Did I mean, he can't be in a cell because we know that the cells they have no doors. So did maybe this is the room. I'm, I, it might not be suicide, you know. That might be like the execution room where they death by hanging. Yeah, but why from a lamp? <laughs> Surely you'd have a system of like, you know, a Surely drop. Surely you'd have better than a lamp. <laughs> yeah, you'd have a uh, a gallows. No, yeah, is yeah. that right? That's right. Yeah, not a lamp. <laughs> And yeah, why would you and, uh, leave him? And there? even then, that a lamp that, like, I know. Again, this is just like the shitty, like, it, even outdated today style lamp that I'm picturing in my head. <laughs> just because it was so Hollywood, <laughs> like that image. Yeah, why's... just the the idea of that being able to then support a guy as well. Just also, they're wasting a lot of electricity. That lamp's on for some reason. Yeah, and the guy's dead. <laughs> he doesn't need it. <laughs> Small window. That's yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, what was I saying? Oh yeah, just like it's so weird. So like the the like the guards seem to basically be leaving the prisoners in here to die. But why? Why don't they just kill them? I mean, maybe they want information about them about the insurrection. But then why are they being? left where they can so easily commit suicide, where you can literally commit suicide on the false field of the fucking thing. <laughs> I d- so, we we don't... Do we ever get an indication of how long these people have been there for? I don't, I don't think we do, do we? I think at the end it's, it says that they've been there for months, though I don't know, though that's just said, like, none of them say it. So as it's like the word of God speaking, I guess it must be true. Though mm. the word of God also gets the numbers of the prisoners wrong, so who knows? Yeah. So yeah, just why? Why are these people in in prisons at all if they're basically just being left there to die? It's just a waste of space and resources, considering like these like powerful kinetic fields burning all the time and that lamp on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I've, I, uh, this is like. Sciency, maybe you can answer this question. Like, okay. is the it says that the the uh, barriers they give off the scent of ozone. Mm-hmm. Is ozone poisonous? Um, yes, it is. Because I looked can... it up briefly, and it I saw the word chlor. Uh, what did I see? Basically, it doesn't look good. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely kill yourself by breathing in too much ozone. I just wondered, they're in like a very confined area. I mean, maybe it's ventilated up top there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I can't can't rule it out. 
Also, it does, I guess it doesn't say that it's made of ozone. It just gives off the scent of ozone. Yeah, for I some mean, reason. I mean, I like. I guess that if we're right in the kinetic, if I was right earlier, and the kinetic barriers do form like a vacuum, as the audible pop implies, then they would have to have some sort of like air control in there elsewhere hmm. anyway, or they would just use up the oxygen and die. So I don't know. I'll I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on that one. But yeah, does I mean that would be another way to commit suicide. Just lie down next to the force field until you get ozone poisoning and die. Mm. <laughs> Just keep breathing it in. Just, uh... It's very easy to kill yourself in this prison. They usually try and stop that. <laughs> uh one thing I wanted to mention before we move on is uh some weird like um style of writing choices. So he uh when he's describing the old cells in the old station, uh, actually, it's when he's comparing them to the new sta- uh, prisons, and he's saying that the new prison prisons can hold prisoners of wars, uh, terrorists, and what was it Elijah called them? That dot 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 insurrectionists. Like, that's not a quote from a character. That's the author. Like, I don't know. That just seems I odd know, to that- me. That's a problem, like, like the the non-speaking voice of the book is very unclear. Sometimes it does seem to be a like omnipresent author. Sometimes it seems to be an author with limited information, and other times it seems to be Jack's sort of inner monologue. It does seem to vary a lot throughout the book. Exactly what what the what the non-speech text is meant to be representing, basically. Mm-hmm. That certainly does just vary depending on author's whim. Because <laughs> yeah, because that's what that's what Jack's thinking. But <laughs> there's pl- uh, if if he thinks, but you know, but yeah, that there's definitely been lots of other parts of the book where you know it's not been Jack's thoughts at all. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Just gonna chalk that up to more inconsistencies. Yeah, there's another another bit. Another paragraph that ends in a comma later on. Yeah, I, that's I not like even those. funny anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's just to be expected. <laughs> if I don't see it, I get worried. Yeah. I think he's dropped, he's off his game. Doesn't that, like, come up as something in, like, Microsoft Word if you do that? Doesn't it complain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. I think it should. I hope it would. Yeah, if you go to a new paragraph. I don't know. I wish I, I wish in the printed version it had the around. little like red squiggle <laughs> under it. Oh jeez, I don't think we could pay for that much red ink. <laughs> uh another inconsistency in sort of just like uh grammar and spelling is I it's a difference between mine and your versions. Um there's a bit where it's, it says that uh Jack had spent a long time thinking about it. And in my version it's uh he had spent a long time thinking about it and in yours it's he had spent long time thinking about it. I like I mean it's good that he improved it in my version, but it's the fact that Again, it's. I think we've said this before, but I just want to say it again: why, why improve 
so few and so random mistakes. Yeah, it's just, it's just like, like you know, even even things that you know you could arguably not notice or be happy with, like like the narrative voice and like the plot. You know, that's fu- like I can understand that, but you know, there's just so many actual like typos or wrong words. You do and grammar problems. You have to be like. like you're like the fact that he changed that means that he must have reread it to some degree, but still, how did he miss so much as well? And, and what's even more confusing is the times when he introduces new mistakes. Yeah, that's that's just mind-boggling. <laughs> like I can understand, I can, I can sort of understand missing some and only changing a few, but I can't understand introducing new. Mistakes. Yeah, how do you? Just how does he? How did he even do that? I don't get it. Yeah, one thing that gets me when he starts talking to the insurrectionist is that is that you know when he's like, I- I'm going to get out of here. What do you mean? Of course I will. I have a ship and a crew. And he's like, I know that the crew will be fine. They can hold off most attackers, even though they're originally a transport. For some reason, they've apparently picked up ex-soldiers, ex and ex-marines, and people like Hollister. So, which is uh, is gonna come up a lot in the book. It's it's good that he, this is one of the few times he actually laid something he paid off on because all of those ex marines get a hell of a lot of work in the rest of the book. But it's just and I don't know, getting ahead of myself. But my god, he hired a lot of them too. But but I mean, I wonder why on a transport vessel that it was such a popular place for ex soldiers and marines to go. I mean. I, I guess they have to go somewhere, but seems odd. But yeah, like earlier at the very beginning of the chapter, he's worrying about his ship. Just like he's just like uh, you know, he's like they're probably butchering whoever resisted, and everyone's going to resist. He's got to get out and save the ship, kind of thing. And now he's there talking to this insurrectionist. Well, they're gonna save me. I've got a ship. <laughs> I know they can handle themselves. And I mean, he's right on that count because they're being led by Hollister. But still, man, he he changed his opinion in the time that he'd been pacing around his cells talking to himself. I love his reasoning of, like, I'm going to get out. I have a ship and a crew. <laughs> like that's going to help him get out in this like by himself. Yeah, a... that's that's very relevant to his current situation. I've got a he says it like chair. he's the. <laughs> He says it like he's the one with the agency in the situation. I've got these. I'm going to get out. No, they might say they might rescue you. They might get you out, but but you are not going to get out. <laughs> you can't do anything. You're stuck in there. <laughs> yeah, with not very much fanfare, are we introduced to the fact that he decides that it's a different uh a different dimension. He says it can't be. Uh, it it could not be a different time, as the ship's chronometers and star charts would have picked that up the moment they exited the wormhole. So, must be, must be the same, must be the same place, different universe, kind Wait, of thing. But I'm confused. I thought they didn't go through the wormhole. I thought they, they like... warped off. Or am I wrong? No, I'd say that's correct. The way they said it, that they they warped up while they were being touched by the event horizon of the wormhole, though it's not made clear whether the universe hoppings because of the event horizon or the warp drive, mm-hmm. or both, possibly both. So, yeah, they didn't actually go through the wormhole from how I re- recall it being described. The whole point of 
of flipping the switch on the warp drivers to avoid going through the wormhole. Yeah, so that's a thing. <laughs> they didn't exit the wormhole. They never went into it. Yeah. Uh, I. What? Well, yeah, but if you can just fly into a wormhole, then why was their ship getting ripped apart before they went into that wormhole? I think he's. I think. I think at some point he like decided to change it from being a black hole to a wormhole, but didn't update enough of the first chapter. Yeah, that's that would true. Explain a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I also, I know, not too much to say about the history of the Imperium. It's just like, they were small, they got bigger, they took over the whole, they took over the whole of known space, and when there were no more worlds to conquer, they went tyrannical and started oppressing the people. And now they're like, on just in a full-on war. So, yeah, nothing that interesting. One thing I did like, though, was when Jack compares them He's just like, it's quite similar to mine. The Republic had won over the small empires in war diplomacy uh, diplomacy and trade agreements, but it all ended in peace. Of course, with the odd rebellion, but it was all peaceful. What? A peaceful rebellion? <laughs> like, uh, maybe it can happen, but I'm having a hard time picturing how they expected it to go anywhere. <laughs> we don't like this. Okay. <laughs> Good rebellion, guys. Let's all go home. This dimension was the total opposite. Despite being almost similar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I love this book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Jack... Jack says, we have to get out of here. And he stated it as if it was as simple as that. I like how oh. the the guy in the next cell, like he basically tells him, "Oh, so you think you can just get out, like walk out of here?" He and then laughs and lets out a long yawn. It's again one of our fa- like favorite features of this author is that he'll just he'll add on like a small description that's just like for some reason unsettling and unneeded. Like yeah, it just it just just the way it's added always just like ruins the cadence and flow of the sentence somewhat. You're just like, what? The other prisoners laugh. I just realised it says, oh no, one of the other prisoners laughed and let out a long yawn. Why? I don't know. I just don't know. I like like that even like the even the book itself is calling Jack on his bullshit. Just like Jack stated as, as, as if it was as simple as that. Even the book knows. Fucking Jack. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> that's, that's when we get the uh, flick towards the flick of the finger to the hanging, the the hanging body swung slowly, which he can see somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm. I like it that. Like it that tries to. I like that he was trying to test the force field. He just pokes it with a fork. I wonder what he was expecting to happen. Again, another way of killing yourself. Let's leave this metal fork in there. You know, with with. Let's give him a meal and leave all the utensils in there with him. Yeah, let's see. Like he says, it's his last meal. Like nowhere in the last chapter did uh, did Elijah say, you know, it's like take you away. We're going to execute him or something like that. He just says throw him in the brig. I don't know where he's getting the idea. This is his last meal from. Like I say, like. I don't know why they wouldn't just shoot them if they were going to kill them. Like, he's not on trial for anything. Mm-hmm. 
No, I, he's got. I mean, he's got yeah. no reason to think that it's his last meal. He's Nothing al- else has indicated that up until he's now. He's always a drama queen. Yeah. Uh, I love. But yeah, and also the metal fork, not only for suicide, but like a potential weapon as well. It just seems mm-hmm. like an odd thing to leave in there with him. Uh, and just the terrible writing in that paragraph of like, uh, the fork threw, threw, flew, the fork flew through the air and melted in midair. Just like weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. So yeah, and, be, and that's that's the amount of power these things are throwing off. It launches a fog across the room and melts it. What the fuck? <laughs> like if 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 you you just been put in that cell and you didn't know what the door was, it's not unreasonable to think that you might, you know, lean against it or something. Yeah, you might touch it and have your fucking hand flayed off. How does just he have a stump left? When he at the beginning, when he like. Uh, when he, you know, went up against the the door to try and see the other guy, mm. and he, yeah, it says here Jack leaned up to the force field, the force kinetic barriers, and tried to see into the next cell. Surely that's him touching it. No, I think he's sort of like, I think he saw like meant he was sort of like ed- edging his sort of like head forward towards. It. That's it's, what I was. It's picturing. very convenient that he didn't touch it. Like, why would he not? You know? Yeah, because uh, it smells of ozone. Yeah, Gross. I guess so. It also <laughs> fucking That's its kill defense. him. <laughs> this short book. Yeah. Jack leaned up against the door and died. As his head, as his face was <laughs> ablated off by the kinetic force field. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is really painful. To the utter confusion of the other prisoners. As they, as they yawn. <laughs> and laugh at him. <laughs> I like to think that like it just melted off his face but he survived spends the rest of the book with no face (laughs) Hollister has to like don't say don't mention the face don't mention the face (laughs) oh you look good Jack yeah looking really shiny and raw today with all that no skin (laughs) did you lose weight Jack Aside from the few pounds off your face, the old son of a gun. Uh. Yeah, and then we learn about what I'm not in. In retrospect, I'm not sure if this was an escape attempt or a suicide attempt, because when Jack gives up searching for for an exit, like I don't know what that involves. I guess just turning around in a circle and seeing that he's in like a blank cube with a force field that'll kill you on one side he just sits down and falls on his back and sighs the other the other the prisoners like gave up already last guy in that cell tried to headbutt the force field they had to scrape him off the floor with a dustpan and brush man in the next cell laughed again (laughs) he likes laughing that guy he does. My favourite bit is where it says uh, a prisoner laughed and sat back laughing. <laughs> just in case we didn't know he was laughing. Uh, I guess that's it's quite a good introduction to this week's uh, chuckle vision. Yeah, another disappointing chuckle vision this week, I'm afraid. Uh, quite a serious chapter, you know, Jack in peril, hangings, though. So, no smirking. No chuckling. But he did get five laughs from that guy, though. That one prisoner loved to laugh. And a long <laughs> yawn. 
Well, it's tiring laughing that much, Louis. <laughs> I just yeah, going back to the guy headbutting the force field. Just I just right. love how that's his. It's such like a moronic attempt at trying to escape. I mean, not even yeah. like kicking it or barging it with your shoulder. I'm going to headbutt this. Yeah, like that's what makes me think maybe it maybe it was supposed to be a suicide attempt, but it it like from the context the guy is talking about trying to escape though. I mean, unless he's like going back to the hanging guy, it's like that's your only escape, pal. Kill yourself. I also like I just realised how the description of the cell Jack's in is that there's like a pile of bones left in the corner of multiple bodies, and they, and yet they say that. When this guy tried to headbutt the force field, they had to scrape him off the floor with a dustpan and brush. Why are they putting yeah. so much effort into cleaning up this guy when they're just leaving, like, not not to mention they're leaving just, like, bones in the corner, but literally leaving a hanging dead person <laughs> in a lit room? Why are they like, oh, this guy, he's not coming this out of the dust. floor. This dust, it gets into the system. we got to scrape it up. <laughs> Yeah, I love and again going back to like this very sophisticated s- space station in the future, and yet they have a dustpan and brush. <laughs> yeah, but go get a, bit a dustpan of an and brush. Just a bit. <laughs> I like to think they have like a mini Hoover, at least. Oh yeah, and another one I like that that after that exchange, uh, exchange Jack says, "I haven't gave up." <laughs> I really? My thinking. version doesn't have that. What does your one say? I haven't given up. Oh, so he caught that one. <laughs> okay. I, I am fair just play thinking. To you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair play. He caught that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's all of interest that happens talking to the prisoners. It's like, I like that when they hear a gunshot, they all scoot up to the force field as far as they could. If it's going, if it's literally going to kill you when you touch it, it's so r- risky to. Well, they they say as close as they would allow their face to be near pure energy. But, that like, could mean they're standing like a meter away and, from and it then, or something. And then that begs the question <laughs> of if if I'm if it's like I'm imagining it and it's you know rows of cells and mm. there's like a long corridor where Hollister is down one end. How can they possibly? see. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to see him until he was like, I don't know, maybe like, they by angling it, they could like maybe see in front of two cells down on the opposite side across from them kind of thing, but still definitely not down the corridor. <laughs> I like the idea of them walking up to there and being like, well, still can't see anything. I can just see into the cell opposite me despite moving forward. Why do this I do helpful. this every time? <laughs> every I time know... I hear anything. I know I can't see shit. <laughs> I know I can't see shit apart from that one small window. With a hanging body. Maybe it's there as an example. Yeah. Every cell has a view to the hanging body. <laughs> it's like Mecca. <laughs> yes, all cells must point to the small window. <laughs> With a hanging body. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like a big round room and this guy is just in a little room in the middle hanging. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah... After hearing the gunshot, who else could it be turning up to save the day but our Lord and Saviour Hollister? Hashtag Team Hollister. Shout out. Oh, yes, son. 
<laughs> armed with a pulse rifle and another one over his shoulder. And he's dressed in... Uh... Okay, so I'm just going to read this, like, for verbatim. Uh, sorry, Lewis. He's dressed in a combat APAG, an all-purpose gear, APG, or known as APAGs, or APGs, as it was spoken. Like, so what's that? One, two, three, four. Four different uh, uh, variations on an APAG. Yeah. And one of them is APAG, but with an S. Yeah. I'd also like to jump slightly ahead to say that then when they use APAG later in the chapter, it's none of those. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, on the last page... (laughs) <laughs> Hollister gets something from his APAGs, A-P-A-G-H. Oh, see, mine's uh, apostrophe like that. S. Oh, he fixed it for your one, too. Yeah. <laughs> what no, does your one say? Just A-P-A-G-S. One of the nice. approved variations. In okay. One of the okay. canon abbreviations. Again, I'll give him that one, then. He caught it. Ah. <laughs> uh. I like the idea of him using the wrong one. <laughs> also, it's, uh, you know, a- APAG. I-, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but that's the pronunciation I've chosen. A-P-A-G. Mm-hmm. And Where does then, the A come from? Well, that's what I was going to say, yeah. It's, yeah. you know, he goes on to explain all-purpose gear, A-P-G, as in A-P-G, the letters. Where's that middle A? Yeah, surely it should be A-Pugs, if anything. Or APG, like... Yeah, that's the one that makes the most sense, don't get me wrong. All-purpose assault gear is what it could be, but, like, it's never said. It's... In all the variations, it's, like, APG. My favourite is that one, which is A-Y-P-E-G-E-E. Like, all one word, with capital A-P-E-G. Yeah, (laughs) in case you didn't know. But yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Why is it saying APG if it's spelled APAG? What? What is it? Yeah, it's... he's like listed variations. Each of are just different. Yeah, it's. I I I just don't know what else we can do but list that out and go what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's going on? You can see, you know, the full spelling of them. It's the. Uh, it'll be the title of this episode. Yeah, all the variations. So yeah, just I, I, I don't know what was happening when that got written down. I think my favourite is the description of the actual APAGs, um, in that they have they seem to have a holographic sort of visor, like a sort of Terminator style display, and mm-hmm. also a wrist pad that displays health, energy, O2. Uh, and it has a radio communication system. Does I your just... one say visual radio communication? Yeah, it does. What does that mean? What's visual radio? <laughs> Is that TV? <laughs> uh, well, I think later on it has... It, it displays little blips or blimps. So I'm guessing that's what he means, but I don't know where radio I mean, comes into it. Yeah, like like that. that's like closer to radar or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I also love the uh, the sort of naivety of having like a health and energy status. Energy of what? Yeah. Health of what? I mean, what does that mean? I mean, I mean, I guess energy could be the energy of the whole of the of APG. The, yeah. Because 
because that one's like must be being powered by something. So that would have like an actual battery life. Okay. I would take it. That makes sense. I'll but, give. But health. That's... Yeah. How how do you measure that? <laughs> I, I mean, it's like... li- it's obviously like taken from a video game, and in, in he's imagining like having a health bar. You know. Yeah, but how would that visualize itself? Like, I know the closest I could think is is that you could sort of like get his baseline health reading, like heart sort of reading, like, and yeah, like... uh, yeah, blood like blood pressure and other stuff like that. You know, just like testing levels of adrenaline in his blood and other stuff. But even then, that there'll be no way to translate that to an easily readable bar. It would just have to be at best. You could be like these. You, it would be like a list, a line of different things. It's just like these things are all different from normal. You know, They're, this shows you're very stressed because you're in combat and you've been shot. You, you have walked <laughs> ten thousand steps. You are five thousand <laughs> off your goal. Basically, what he's got on is a smartwatch or a Fitbit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I just, I mean, you could have gone into a bit more detail than a health status. You know, like giving him a brief, yeah. like a rundown of his. You know, vital, his vital, yeah. his vitals. Like, I still don't, I still don't know what good that would do. Having like just up on his wrist, kind of thing. You're just like, what is this? <laughs> I have, I know it, the way it's oh, written shit. definitely like, makes it sound like, oh, have like, I've got fifty percent health left. Oh no, my cholesterol's high. I need to remember to book an appointment. <laughs> yeah, and also it's like. It says they can easily accommodate armor and weapon slots. What does that mean as well? Just does that mean does that mean there's like docking ports on the front where you can like I don't know like clip on some body armor? I'm I'm still trying to picture what what it actually all is. Is this like a is this like a special jumpsuit or anything? It says APAGs were multifunctional and each could easily accommodate armor and weapon slots. But then it goes on, as we've already said, to say that, you know, each APAG is basically a visor and a wrist pad. I mean, not not necessarily. That might not be all of it. It says that each APAG has a display and has this wrist pad, but they could be connected to the rest of the APG. So I'm guessing They're it's just... like an... It's basically... What was it? All-purpose gear. So it's like sort of armour, which you can yeah. then attach more armour and weapons to. I guess, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, like, picture where it is, like, uh, what it is, like, is it, I say, is it supposed to be some sort of, like, combat jumpsuit almost, you know, the the rest of it doesn't provide very much attention, but because you're in it, I guess it can test your vitals, get your, find out how much health you have, I don't, and stuff like that, I think or I, is it, like, full power armour kind of stuff? I think I know the answer to this, but do we ever find out how he got this? Or do they, what do you mean, ha- well... Why, if they had this on the ship, why did they not leave the ship in it? Um, I mean, I guess you could rationalise that as a gesture of goodwill as he was going to uh, allegedly try and talk to Fargus and, and you know, <laughs> that, as that we mentioned, so well. yeah, ma- brilliant diplomatic skills, but, but yeah, like, so I guess you could argue that, you know, what would have been the the point it would have seemed aggressive and if they wanted to kill him there's not having the apag on wouldn't have stopped that i just this hollister must really be badass because like he if you think about it so if i remember correctly hollister toner and 
Jack left the ship. And no, Hollister was left in charge of the ship. Right. Just Jack Toner and two red shirts that died without saying a word went out and on the mission but, but for some when, reason. When they landed, they were greeted by like six or so guards. Mm-hmm. You got to assume that as Jack went off to, you know, see Fargus, the ship remained guarded. So Hollister by himself has made his his way to Jack. Whilst carrying uh, an APAC for Jack, no, it it says uh, it says exactly what. Well, I say exactly. It says what what how it, how Hollister rescued them later on. It says as they they found out how Hollister had suspicious <laughs> when Jack had not reported and had locked down the ship. They'd stopped the boarding crew from getting on board for an hour or so until they found their way on board. Hollister had rallied a defence, and then, once they were sure the ship was okay, he'd gone with a squad to find Jack and the party that had travelled to see Elijah. He'd found the dead soldiers, but was ambushed and was separated from the squad he'd come with, and then apparently made his way from wherever the hell I that see. was to the okay that's to the brig. Enough. Yeah, so. So, so Hollister realised something was wrong and rallied a defence. Good old Hollister. He saved the day yet again. I've got a couple of little problems with uh, with that bit. It's like, so, surely, how how did they manage to get on board? Surely, you know, this is like a, a spaceship that, you know, could survive the depredations of being in fucking space and is like a battleship. How did they get on board? Like, did, did they have, like, no anti-personnel weapons that they could open up with on the ship to keep them away? Like, getting on, you know, getting on board, getting, like, folding away onto the ship should be the point when the people on the ship are fucked. Because that's when everyone on the space station, like everyone, should be able to just start pouring in and attacking. But apparently that was when they were able to fight them off. When Hol- when they got on, Hollister rallied a defence. <laughs> I like it also how it says that they tried to get on board for an arm. Like, just the idea of them spending like an hour trying like to get onto this ship. Just like, what did they try, like? Knocking on the door like, hello, it's Jack. Let let me in. <laughs> it's clear, it's just me, Jack, your captain. And, that, and that's how they and got on, because Ho- Hollister had to go to the toilet, <laughs> and someone else was listening, like, oh shit, it's Jack, let him on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, or Hollister's like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> that's not Jack. Get out of here, you. Yeah, and... But- I'm also, I'm like just shocked by the tiny amount of resources that Elijah has committed to trying to take this ship. Because this massive fucking military grade looking battleship. I can't remember, yeah. I can't remember if we're told specifically, but there's like hundreds of people on it. Yeah, it's definitely, it was definitely like... It was definitely well manned before, and people seeing this massive battleship. I mean, I, if I was Elijah, I'd assume that it was full of fucking like commandos and trained people anyway. Because why would you go on around in a battleship like this if it had no fucking people on it? It's got it's got its own mess hall. Like, it's, there's a lot of people on this ship, and yeah, yeah, which is armed to the fucking teeth. You know, it's. <laughs> 
you know, it's like, as he says, he wants to make this his flagship. This is literally more impressive than any ship he has access to. And he, so he should have committed everything to this. He should have had everyone on his station to try and bust onto this thing if he was going to do it at all. But, you know, apparently Hollister fights them off becomes confident the ship will be fine without him and who I'm assuming are his best fighters as he's rallied a squad, which, I know, it seems weird that it's like distinguishing to a squad because they they don't have like any military on the ship. They might be ex-military, but they wouldn't have been organised until like they got attacked and Hollister took charge. It's more like a kind of like just like a group of volunteers, really, just like a levy. So like, it's weird they're just like, you, squad one, come with me. And all these people go, aye, let's follow him. I guess Hollis just has that effect on people. Yeah, I can see it. I'd follow him into the gates of hell. But no, but H- that means H-E-L. That... <laughs> ah. <laughs> but yeah, but then Hollister and his squad managed to fight their way so far into the into the space station that... Uh, that they're outside the door, outside Elijah's office, where those two other people got shot and killed. Which I'm assuming is going to be, like, as far as deep in as you can go, pretty much, seeing as they're on, like, a war footing and he's the guy in charge. So he's managed to get to, like, the centre of the space station and they haven't been able to stop him. And then they get ambushed. <laughs> which does av- Which does somehow manage to separate Hollister from the group, but... Yeah, just how? Why haven't they committed everything to it? And then, and because at the end they're just like, it's like, ah, oh, well, there's going to be like uncomm, there's going to be like soldiers waiting in the mess hall. Who? Why would Elijah do this? Why would they not all be here fighting? Why would there be anyone off duty at this point? Give the fucking cook a gun, because Hollister's come calling. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so, stepping back a bit, they, you know, Hollister gives Jack a gun, and they mm-hmm. they begin to leave, and I just love this line from Jack of, uh, thank you, Hollister, you're getting a raise if we get out of this. Like, <laughs> I'm so sure Hollister's like, I'm saving your fucking life, like, give me a raise, are you joking? <laughs> like I don't know it's yeah. just, just like an empty gesture as if he's I don't know uh, he, was, he was joking him and Hollister have that repartee where Jack jokes and Hollister seems confused it's great oh yeah well, well, oh yeah just to answer a question that we got way off track on you were wondering where the Apex came from and I think it's implied that they were added to the ship by whatever the fuck happened to the ship as well and that they didn't originally have them right. because it does say because it says it's a little unclear but this cha- but this sentence says a pulse rifle was the basic rifle of the Republic but it seemed the tranquility wasn't the only thing to have changed when the ship was taken to the new dimension it seemed even its equipment was too so it I think he's saying that the pulse rifles knew he didn't have any like that on the ship so I while it doesn't specifically state the apags they seem like so high tech and wary it seems likely they were added by going through there as well, and just nobody found them until Hollister did his heroic defence. But little unclear on the APAGs, but it is implied their equipment's been upgraded too. Mm-hmm. And uh, before they leave, the the other prisoners are 
they're begging Jack, you know, please take take us with you. And he, with a sigh, a deep sigh, he shoots their panels and lets, you know, puts down the force fields. And I, I love this line of when he's saying, uh, you know, don't make me regret letting you all go, or I'll have Hollister pop a shot in the nearest window and send you out into the void. Wouldn't that also send them out? Like, yeah, I don't see how he could possibly <laughs> expect that to not kill him and Hollister as well. <laughs> yeah. Just... Yeah, and another problem I have is... What window would the Taurus station have? Like, because like, I'm assuming that Elijah's office is in approximately the same place in the outer ring of the Taurus. Which means that they're, they're going to be somewhere like not right by the at the edges where space is, at least at the moment. And even then, the Taurus doesn't have windows. It has window, like above, on mm-hmm. top of it, so that you can see out into space. But it's not like you're just walking by little little fucking portholes like the or, Tranquility has also, on it. Yeah, also, <laughs> at this point, when he's saying this threat, they've just, they're still in the cells, so they're definitely not near windows. I, I just love the fact they'd be like, Right, I regret taking you. Come on, get to the nearest window so I can shoot you out. They'd just be yeah, like, just, no. <laughs> just, yeah, it's like, I know, it feels like he's forgotten what type of a space station he's on here, that it would even have windows. Like, like I don't know why it would have have air, have any windows anyway, for the same reason I was complaining about on the on the Tranquility before. <laughs> but... Even that notwithstanding, the Taurus-style station shouldn't have any anyway. Its only access to space should be whatever's sort of like covering and keeping in the gravity sort of like on the upper side of the of the donut so you can sort of like see up and out from it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's going to be broken by a pulse rifle. I think as screwy as their technology is that... Well, I suppose a micron of dust did fucking wreck his ship shit, so what am I making guesses about anything for? <laughs> Still seems unlikely that a rifle would be able to break that, though. <laughs> and then we uh, we get, like, uh, quite a... I think we've mentioned it before, the inconsistency with how just how many people there are in this party. Uh, mm-hmm. It says that the group of six began to make their way to the back to the ship. And then later on it says that, uh, you know, Jack and Hollister, are they're willing to go forward into this sort of guard quarter, but the three insurrectionist prisoners did not want to head into the guard's quarters. So that's three prisoners and Jack and Hollister, so that's five. Mm-hmm. And yet he says the group of six began to make their way. Yeah. Yeah. Just not not much I'll say. They're just another inconsistency. Yeah, but <laughs> just didn't manage to keep track across a page. Is it a page <laughs> in your book? Uh, they're on different pages, but they happen about a page apart. Nice. That <laughs> uh, then we find out, as as you already went into, how Hollister actually got to them. Uh, they found out how Hollister had suspicious. Uh, and then Jack, uh, it, you know, his first thought is, we need to find Toner. Uh, apparently Hollister yeah. didn't, did not like that decision. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, it does kind of make sense. I mean, he's he's putting a lot of a lot onto this, like you know, all this time. I'm assuming that the rest of his ship is still fighting off some attacks, you know. So he is kind of like putting his whole crew in danger to try and save, you know, this this like scientific advisor that he's known for like a day or a cup or a few weeks, depending on what time system we go by from the from the previous chapters. But regardless, it's Seems like quite an overreaction and dangerous, like, I don't know. But, you know, Hollister respects Jack's decision. Yeah, he would always follow orders. No matter what. No Um, matter how stupid Jack gets. Possibly his only failing. Talking about Jack being stupid, Hollister says uh, one of the best deductions ever. Uh, about where Toner is. She wasn't in the cells, so she must be somewhere else. Well, well fucking done. Like... Well done, Hollister. Yeah. As if she would be there and Jack, like, hadn't known the whole time. Yeah, she was just sulking in one of the the other cells. (laughs) Didn't say a word. She wasn't in the cells, so she must be somewhere else. Brilliant. Sherlock yeah. Holmes fucking reborn is on Hollister. Still yeah. love him. Still but still rather follow him than Jack. And that's when uh he gets another attachment to his APAGs, uh a a portable life signs detector. Which he clicks to his wrist pad and uh displays blips or blimps depending on which yeah. sentence you're reading whether it's yep, the right sentence next to each other yeah. <laughs> uh, and it has blue blips for uh, friendly and red bl- red blimps for not friendly yeah I guess just anything else <laughs> yeah <laughs> are, the, are those three red, bl- red um, blimps meant to represent the three other prisoners or are they actual enemies? That's a good. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, I think it is supposed to be the insurrectionist. But how but does it, also, it? I'm guessing it blips. It blue. says several red blimps appeared, representing the soldiers in the adjoining halls. Oh, what? So, and but then there it, would also be two blue and three red blimps right where they are, though. Or yeah. four. Or four red blimps. The blue representing sure. Jack and Hollister. <laughs> Doesn't say what the red were. I mean, as you said, it says there's several red blimps that are the soldiers. And then there's... It seems weird that they'd call it several and specify exactly how many in the next sentence if it was still the soldiers. Mm-hmm. But who knows? We know who the author is. <laughs> um, And yeah, so they decide they're going to go and go to the guards' quarters, because that might be where Toner is. And, as I said, the the prisoners aren't happy with this. Uh, and But Jack was not going to abandon Toner. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I know, like, like his plan isn't even to try and meet up with the rest of Hollister's, like, uh, uh, call it, his ambushed crew. He was going, you know, he's going, we've got to go find Toner now. Like, I know, surely... 
surely going to going back to the ship, getting rid of these insurrectionists who aren't that reliable. They don't really want to be there, even though Jack sort of like decided to take them under his wing. Go back and get some actual soldiers, and then go find Toner. Surely that makes more sense to just just like us. Us, uh, what, five or six? Let's go. They're completely Let's... unarmed as well. Yeah. Have and and if we go back to the previous, like the, the very start of the chapter, they're, they're in an awful tortured, fucking state, starved of food, thin, sickly, and wrapped in bandages. <laughs> wrapped exactly. in bandages. Exactly. So these emaciated people <laughs> of of like dubious loyalty who are openly saying we don't want to do this he's dragging along on a fucking rescue mission just fucking <laughs> leave him there to rot is like... that just like is that just like come with us go just like our ship's down in the bay try and get onto that I mean just imitate my voice they'll let anyone on <laughs> <laughs> you know but no he's just like no you're coming with us <laughs> you will hinder our like rescue our attempt. progress yeah <laughs> Just yeah, just just a little thing. Like I'm trying to think of think about those microchips that he said got put in for, to make their blimps blue. It's like is is that a good idea? And also how how can it possibly be a signal that only their equipment would detect? How could that possibly be a thing? Mm. <laughs> just like that's like you know. It's like you know you could you could send out things that are encrypted so you can't understand them, but you can't just send out things that aren't aren't pickupable at all unless you have the right thing. Like I don't like I I guess that it's of arguable uh, arguable use to even care about it in a universe where a life scanner like this works anyway. Because mm-hmm. you know, like on a stealth mission, you're still going to be like a fucking blip on the life radar, where whatever color you are, but. <laughs> I know. I still just like, just like, is it a good idea to have like this tracking thing injected into you? I guess, I, I guess you can argue it could be. Uh, anyway, and I think that's 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 pretty much it for that chapter. Uh, yeah, they, it ends with them going off to the guard quarters to search for Toner. Yeah, do a big damn heroes. So, as you say, I think that wraps it up for this week, Louis. Despite the fact that beforehand we thought that there wasn't much to talk about in this chapter, we've gone on longest yet. But, oh well. <laughs> so, I, I just want to reiterate, Louis, you know, we're... We're... Mm, we, we don't mean you any harm, you know. We do think that people should go out and buy your book... Read it for yourself. I mean, you know, taste is a subjective thing. I mean, we've been quite negative on it, but, you know, I- I've read books other people have said are great and haven't liked them, and vice versa. Read plenty of things that other people have hated. So you should go out and support the author for yourselves. He's got a Patreon that you can support him on, and all sorts of other stuff. So hit up lewisstockton.com and check out our man. And the, and uh, us- the uh, just mentioned that the book is available... It's available mainly from Lulu, uh, and also I believe Amazon. Yeah, it is on Amazon now, and I think other places. I, I'm afraid I don't have it off by rote everywhere, but you know they're all available from his website. Are they? So, yeah. Are they though? Mm. You might want to check that, Lewis. Yeah, like... that is that is one thing. I I did 
I did. Maybe you've updated it since I checked, but I did actually try and buy something on your website, and it turned out that the shop on it isn't active. Same for the donate link button. So, yeah, you'll have to take the direct links to the websites in question to Amazon and Lulu and buy them there. The shop on his current website does not work, but the website does include the links to the places where the purchases do work, for the record. And uh, we've been your two bookends, and we'll see you next time for Chapter 7. Goodbye. See ya.